Good morning, coaches. This is your wake-up call. Today is Monday, January 8th, 2018, and it's incredible. It's a brand new year. I know we had a call on the first, but now we're doing this call as the first real one of the year, and we're back from Super Saturday weekend, so if you were able to hit a Super Saturday, uh, congratulations, but if you were hit with the flu or with a bomb cyclone uh, this past weekend, I hope I hope you're okay and feeling better, but just so you know, we're going to put the Super Saturday video up in the coach office today, so you'll get to see everything that we shared. So, um, and today, I'm going to make the announcements. We've got three things that you need to know for the week, and I'm going to make these announcements with some visuals. I know, right? This is the 21st century, guys, right? Uh, share screen. Here we go. Oh, I think I, I'm starting with this one first. Okay. Announcement number one is the January Summit Ticket Special. If you didn't hear in Super Saturday, now through January 31st, the Summit 2018 tickets are $145. That is $150 in savings. It is the lowest price offered to attend at this year's event. Um, I want to know what you're waiting for. This is the investment you need to make. We do one coach summit a year. Do it. Buy it today. $145 is a great price. But you know what? I want to stop sharing my screen for a second and do something. I want somebody who's sitting near me, Carrie, yes. I want you to come over here and say hello to everybody. Hi. Okay, this is somebody that has been managing the Coach Summit every single year. She is the head of all network production leadership, new leader conference, Super Saturday, Surge, Summit. Come here. Carrie Dobro. Hello. Please say hello. Goodbye. No, goodbye. that is, I just want to say thank you. There's not enough recognition that goes out for this lady right here, a good friend of mine who does so many network productions, and we are now on the screen together because many of you think I'm the voice of Shakeology. I'm not. She's the one in the Tony Checks Out Shakeology video. She's the one that does all that motivational sound. So I just wanted to say thank you for thank all you. your help, and she's helping okay. me produce. Don't leave me hanging. Okay. Have a good call. Bye, guys. Hey, Love you. Back to sharing. Sorry. I just, you know, it's, it's 2018. It's the year of women, so I hear so I'm going to go back to sharing my screen so we can get the announcements. Here we go. So go get your summit ticket now, coachsummit.com. That is Cherry Dobro's wheelhouse, so you better go. Okay, number two announcements for the week, Team Cup Summit Edition. Okay, we're doing some very cool stuff for Team Cup um, because we really want you to get the summit this, this year. So February's Team Cup, we're going to be rewarding everybody for their hard work with recognition and prizes that you can enjoy at Summit. So, including, uh, you're going to earn an exclusive live workout featuring a brand new program, on-stage team recognition, and a VIP experience. Do not uh, forget that Team Cup registration opens January 15th. So, please get your team of five together. And uh, you can get more information at FAQ 9753. But this is the Team Cup edition. So get it going for January 15th. That's a big day next week. Okay. Last announcement for the week. 
is 80-day obsession program materials materials are now available on Beachbody On Demand, such as the eating plan, the calendar, the starter guide. We're adding some videos that have quick start tips, eating plan tips, and the first weekly obsession episode. Now, if you're following the challenge group guide, you can already start your challenge group today at week zero. Exciting stuff also is that Spanish and French materials will be available by January 13th. All this information is at FAQ 8020. So let me stop sharing my screen here. Back to me. And I just want to say, hey, this was a lot of fun. Uh, we're going to do this. If you like it, we have 50 more of these National Wake Calls this year. So we'll do uh, them live for you on Facebook. So with that, I want you to have a great week. And now I'm going to introduce you to you. Mr. Recognition himself, the voice, Darren Ashby. Darren. Okay, so we're trying to get the video to start here. Got it. All right. I'm going to take, take <laughs> it away, Darren. Thanks, Sandy. Great job. All right. Good morning, coaches. Welcome to another week of advancement and our new format where you get to see my great hair. But uh, enough said about that. All right. Let's jump right in with our newest Diamond Coaches this week. Starting off with Adawi Alicia, Alicia Anderson, Marissa Andrus, Samantha Barlow, Katie uh, Barrera, Trudy Bierman, Anna Bruce, Brenda DeCock, Norman Dean, Jenny DeWin, from Canada, Sandra DeFore, Morgan Elliott, Marissa Fort, from Canada, Jillian Harper, um, Ashley Hollyfield, Catherine Keith, Kalia Lewis, Megan McDowell. Kristen Perez, Jennifer Ricci, Brian Rulison, Judith Schoenfeld, uh, Kristen Waxma, and Josh Young. Great group of diamonds there. Now for the new star diamonds this week. We have Heather Coolidge, Courtney Postlewaite, and in a secondary CBC, Ali Upham. And uh, moving on to a new two-star diamond this week. Congratulations to Dara Rockholt, new two-star. And our newest five-star diamond coaches, congratulations to Reagan Long. And we have a new six-star diamond this week. That would be Tracy Balderak. And also a new seven-star diamond coach this week. Congratulations to Amy Rada. All right. That's it for ranks this week. Now on the top success club pointers for the week. And with 90 points this week, congratulations to Emily Robidas, Amy Silverman, Ashley Smith, Melanie Mitro, and Melissa St. Lawrence. All right. And coaches, it's now my pleasure to introduce the 2018 Elite 10 coaches at the top, at the number 10 spot. Congratulations to Ashley Smith. Number nine, Holly Hillier. Number eight, Amy Silverman. Number seven, Lindsay Matway. Number six, Melissa McAllister. Number five, Moira Kusaba. Number four, Bonnie Engel. Number three, Ruth Schroner. Number two, Ashley Molstad, and our fourth time top coach of the year, incredible, none other than Melanie Mitro. All right, congratulations to you and your team, ladies. Amazing, amazing accomplishment this year. And I think that's it for this week of advancement. So congratulations to everyone on the call. And it wouldn't be complete unless I said to make it a fantastic week. All right, so now it's my pleasure to welcome to the call Mr. Jeffrey Hill. Jeff, 
Man, when you call me Jeffrey Hill, I feel like it's my mother talking to me. The only people that ever say that is Jeffrey when I'm in trouble. But um, I'll take that as just a term of endearment, Darren. So uh, hopefully everybody can hear me okay. Well, listen, this is a new format. This is exciting. Um, and uh, I want to go back just for a second to, to a couple of things that Sandy said, uh, because this is a week. This is a historic week as far as I'm concerned, leading up to 80-day obsession uh, with all of the content that's there. Uh, it, it, the, the, the test group is almost ready to start. And this is your opportunity, that last surge, if you will, to get people into the 80-day obsession, people that you're going, I've got to get to Darren. I've got to get to Sandy and talk about that. This is that last opportunity, something that we've never done before. Um, but people are looking for hope. People are looking for solutions. People are looking for community. And we have services and products and a community that can help people achieve that. So, guys, that's where you come in. And the information that you're going to get today from Mel um, is certainly going to help you. So take advantage of this. We just came back from I don't even know how many cities. We had over 200 cities that were listed for our Super Saturdays. I know Carl was at four cities. Autumn was at four cities. We had trainers in every city and corporate representation in so many cities. And uh, there was this enthusiasm and this uh, vision and bright eyes for the future of people wanting to change their lives. But today is the day when it counts. Today is the day when your feet hit the ground where you put what you learned into action. And certainly this morning, you're going to have that opportunity. So we're going to jump in. And it would only be fitting that we start this year, start right after Super Saturday with an individual who really is remarkable, stunningly remarkable, four-time elite 10 coach, top 10, uh, top 10, 2018 top coach of the year, five-time elite coach, uh, superstar two diamond, 77 lifetime diamonds. I'm reading some of the things here. 2017 CEO award recipient, um, 480, almost 500 people of her coaches have submitted, uh, their results to the challenge contest. That's the kind of stuff when you know that you're making a difference. And, um, there, as you get to know Mel, you'll see that she is this, uh, individual that is, just one of those great people who want to make a difference and has built a phenomenal business off of doing things consistently and correctly. And that kind of consistency has created some great rewards and she's touched a lot of people's lives. So anyway, enough of the accolades. Let's let what you say speak for itself. Mel, let's have you jump on the phone. Hey there, Jeff. Can you hear me all right? I can hear you. I can see you. And we're letting the other guys kind of run the controls. So we're just trusting them that they'll make it work well. But congratulations on four-time top coach. Thank you. Thank you. It's exciting. Well, it's exciting and it's, and it's well-deserved. You've been in the business, what, six and a half years now. Uh, you're married. You're a mom of two great boys. You live in Mars, Pennsylvania. I'm not going to give people your address. They'll come and stalk you and, you know, come and say, hey, can we have lunch? We have dinner, but and you would the thing is about you, you would say, sure, let's let's make that happen. But but so let's jump into some of the, the content. When people look at you, they may go, Oh yeah, she was born this way. Um, it just fell into her lap. Um, she is so different than than the rest of us because it because it just happens. And um I think we all 
when we really think about it, we all know better. There's been a becoming of of who you of who you are. Um, but but as you look at this year, how was this achieving four time top coach different than other years? Sure. So this year was totally different. You know, as I look back over the past, you know, six and a half years of my business and I look at what this year, what being top coach in, in 2018 is emotional would probably be the word that I could say that describes it the the most, you know, it doesn't, it's not like in one fell swoop, I became the four-time top coach. There's, there's a lot of things that you don't see on the outside. A lot of the not glamorous and, and unpretty things that, that I did to get there. And as I kind of look at what this year really means, you know, I found myself really learning how to work smarter. Um, but I also, I would say that this year I probably worked the hardest. Um, I will say that this year was the year where it didn't come easy. There were a lot of struggles. There were a lot of obstacles and mountains that I had to overcome. And if I look back, you know, the first year leading up to being top coach, it really started with building that solid foundation. You know, for the first few years of my business, it was inviting and starting challenge groups and helping my customers get great support and learning those those basics and growing my influence. And so that first year was this huge, exciting sort of like I've arrived at the top coach moment. And the second year was kind of a breaking the record. And the third year was like, okay, we've mastered the momentum. And, um, and you know, we've got these business basics down and we've been refining our trainings and helping people get started right. And this year, this year was really different in the sense that social media has really shifted and changed the way that I came into coaching um, and the way that we market ourselves now on social media has changed. And I found myself this year going back to being a student. Um, I found myself adjusting to the way that that we advertise, the way that we post. I found myself adjusting to just um, just changes, changes in the business and a lot of the obstacles that we've had to face, you know, in 2017. And I can say, you know, we had to work really hard to maintain what we had. And looking back, it's been, you know, I look at the people that ended this year that contributed to us being the four-time top team. And I just, I feel so blessed and honored to spend my time working with really great people. So this year was emotional because I found like, I feel like we found the right people that we wanted to work with. I feel like we fine tuned ourselves. I feel like we're starting to get this well-oiled machine where, where our leadership is kind of coming together. So it's just a big win, not for me personally, but I really feel like for my organization, it was such a big win for us. So it, it was, it was very, very different this year and it was not easy by any means. We, we really worked hard this year. Yeah, well, the thing that I think it's, is um, remarkable about that, I, I don't know whether they're picking me up on video or not, but um, is that it, there, I think there's always words uh, that are embedded in what you just said. And, and part, of what you, part of what you said was this concept of, of the reinvention of the finding of the need to change. And it would be very easy for someone in your situation to go, man, been pretty successful, but um, let's identify what's not working. And there's pain and discomfort in that process, right? But but you've worked through that and pulled through that, and 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 again, some very very good things have happened. You know, through the years, one or through the year, one of the things that we do as a company is we throw leaderboards up there. We you know we measure success success club. We look at uh, you know challenge pack sold. We look at 
you know, the elite standings, all of those kinds of things. And, and sometimes you can, it's important to measure your business, right? And know where you stand. Do those things act as a distractor to you? Do, are, do, are they a motivation to you? How do they play with you in your business? Mm-hmm. You know, personally, I have always been the kind of person that I put my blinders on and I put my head down and I just do my business. And very rarely do I find myself watching what other people in the company do. And I just focus on doing my job to the best of my ability and supporting my customers and my coaches. But I do take those the leaderboards. I do take the rank advancements. I do talk to my team. You know, every month when the numbers come out, we recognize our downline coaches who are advancing and are moving up. And then even last year, you know, as we were going through the year, and I would say, hey, this is where we are as, you know, a top team in the organization. Here's what number we are. Every time I would go in and I would say, all right, team, you know, here's where, here's where we're at. If we weren't in that number one spot, they were saying to me, well, what do we need to do to get there? And, you know, it was they were driving the momentum this entire year. And so they would ask, you know, what what are the requirements to be a top team? How do we contribute? How do how does our behaviors and our success club points and our volume sort of contribute to where we fall in the rankings? And so I really watched them let that be. It wasn't a deterrent. It was it was a driver. You know, they knew that they were part of something bigger. They knew that having that behind their name as they were, you know, advertising, we are the top team. They just really took ownership of that. But I also just made it very clear that it, it wasn't the Melanie show, that I couldn't do this alone and that we are a team. And the more that we talked about that, the more that the light bulb started to, to go off and people, people just really got behind, um, behind being, being a top team. And, and they're really proud of that. And so that really has been a motivator throughout the year for us to kind of see where we fell and what we could do to be better. And then we would just work together to make sure that, that we were focused on the right activities. So yeah, definitely a motivation, motivating force for them. Yeah. So to me, the key piece in that, I mean, we keep looking at this a bit as the, as the top coach of the year, but to me, as I look at that on my manure coach, I say, okay, what's the principle? What's the practice that somebody can pull out of that? And, and I found a lot of times with newer coaches, with a lot of businesses, they don't want to look at the numbers because the numbers will tell them something that they don't want to hear. Mm-hmm. And um, a successful business is always going to track. They're always going to be aware of where they are and what they're doing and how they're measuring up. And that which we measure, we improve upon. So as a new coach, I would follow Mel's and her team's example to say, man, I'm, I'm, I'm using the business activity tracker. I'm looking where I stand in other areas. I am doing a, a, a weekly, a monthly check. And in fact, your regional sales guys are there to help you in, in addition to your, into your upline because they can help you recalibrate in your business. And that's how you know, success is sequential. It's built upon each other. And this understanding of your numbers and where you are, that, that's how you course correct. So to me, that's one of these, when we say success leaves clues, that's one of the clues, new coaches, that you should be picking up on. Track your business, use it as a motivator, not as a, as, as a deterrent um, to your business. So Mel, we, you were talking a little bit earlier about this past year, it, it wasn't just this ride up, um, that there was some ups and downs and some challenges. Was there a point really where you thought, man, this is, this is really tough sledding, um, I've got to dig deeper and that moment of truth of kind of going, okay, what do I do? Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, and I really had to think about when when did it start to shift? And so, you know, with the launch of Beachbody On Demand in 2017, you know, we noticed just the way we did business was a little bit different. And then I also noticed that even social media was starting to change. You know, I started to notice and it was just very, it was very slow decline in the traction that I was getting on my, even my personal Facebook page, on my Instagram posts. And I really began to notice that like things were going down, but I had built up such great momentum that it, it didn't affect me as much as I saw it affecting my downline. And I started to see this, this frustration in my organization. I started to see frustration in my coaches. Um, and it was probably about July. It was about the second quarter of 2017. It was right after our summit product launch when we didn't see this like big jump in volume, that big jump in income that we usually see with a product launch. And I saw my coaches getting frustrated that I thought, oh, you know, I really need to lean into this. And, and we're going to have to really start looking at, okay, what are the new trends in social media? And how do we kind of rebrand ourselves? How do we remarket? And so I found myself saying, okay, I'm not very educated on how to use IG stories, and I'm not very educated on Instagram. I've built my business primarily through my blog and through Facebook. And while now I have, you know, a large social media influence, my team does not. And so I really went back to saying, okay, you know, as the leader, I have to lead from the front, and I'm going to go back to being a student. And so I took, you know, I blocked out time every single week in my calendar to say, be a student, Melanie, learn Instagram and learn how to market yourself differently, learn how to up your social media game. And then what I did was I started to use that, you know, and I started to create new trainings and I went back through and I kind of pulled all of the irrelevant content that I had been teaching my team previously and said, all right, this is the new way to launch your business. This is the new way to invite to challenge groups because what we were doing before was not working. And so, uh, you know, for a while there, you know, I, before I started that, I was having coaches that were going in and, and coming out really, really quickly. And so what happened is over the course of, you know, those few months between July and until the end of the year, we did, we learned how to use curiosity marketing. We talked about the quality of our content versus the quantity on social media. And so I've started to notice that this year that trend has kind of changed and coaches are starting to get that excitement back because they're they're more well received and and the engagement is better. But it was a really hairy few months where people were questioning whether or not they could do this business, whether or not they could be successful at it. And so for me personally, it was a lot of trust the process. You know, we're figuring this out. We're getting better as the company is figuring out new ways to market and new ways to offer packages, you know, to help coaches have success. I was trying to help my coaches have success on that social media front. And so, you know, that was emotional because I don't like to see my coaches struggle. And I feel like when they sign up with me that I want them to be successful and I do take personal responsibility. So, you know, this year was kind of that year where I had to say, okay, I need to lead from the front and I got to dig in and I've got to change some things because obviously what we were doing is not working any longer. So, you know, that, that's kind of what I noticed over this past year. Well, again, I think the piece is if I'm a new coach, I'm listening, I'm looking at this and saying to myself, okay, what did I just learn from what she just said? And it's this piece of businesses change and they do evolve. And, and yes, there's, there's seasons where there are sweet spots where you kind of got it dialed in. 
And then the environment, business environment changes and you have to be willing to change. When you're through changing, you're through. And what you did, you just talked about, I got into this point where I would, I would block out time and become a student. Mm-hmm. And then I would implement something to see if it's going to work or not. But let me just ask this question really quick. As you start to put new things in place and test, how long do you give them to run before you kind of go, uh, maybe not, maybe so? What's your tolerance level with that? Um, you know, I think it kind of depends. I also know any time when you start something new, especially on social media, anytime you implement a new process or a new plan, you know, it's like our fitness journey. We can't just say after the first week of working out and following the meal plan, oh, I didn't lose 10 pounds, so this must not work, right? We know that the compound effect also happens in our fitness journey. So I do look at, at the business the same way. I always say to myself, all right, you know, at, at the end of two weeks, how is it going? You know, the first week, usually it's not much different. You're kind of building up momentum and you're getting some new eyes. And what I do is I track it based on results. So anytime I implement something new, I also have my business activity tracker and I say, is this producing new sales, new customers, new followers, new coach signups? And so if at the end of, you know, two weeks, at the end of 30 days, if it's not working, then I know I need to slightly tweak the the plan of attack. I don't want to completely change or, you know, just kind of throw by the wayside and say, forget this. But it's kind of these small, like fine tuning until we get the right strategy. And honestly, that that requires a lot of patience because it's something that you have to give time. You know, it takes time to kind of fail, fail forward, readjust, learn from it, try again. And, And I just keep going until we figure it out. And I still think we're we're learning. We are constantly in this learning process. As you look at this past, uh, just this last year, is there anything that you said, here was a key learning? I know we haven't really rehearsed this, talked about this, but you go, you know, here was something that I did learn that I before or a new skill set that I've had to develop that I didn't have before. Was it Instagram stories? Was it expanding more into social media? Was it going back to some basics that had been, you know, abandoned in some way? Right. I would say probably the biggest Skill that I had to that I had to learn this year. It was Instagram. It was Instagram stories. It was, and, and this is another thing. When I six and a half years ago, we posted on social media three to four times a day, and that was always kind of the standard. And it was kind of this checking of the boxes. Did I post three to four times a day? And now that has shifted, and it's much more of like a two to two times a day, and it's quality. It is quality over quantity, and it's changing the way you're talking. It's not using words like speech body or shakeology or energize. It's that curiosity marketing so that people will ask you questions. So that was a big shift. And then this thought of Instagram stories, where Instagram stories is kind of your unfiltered day-to-day life. And that was very much what my Facebook posts were before. And now that's sort of the unfiltered. And then my Instagram or my Facebook is just very specific and well thought out planned posts that, that catch your eye. So that was a big shift for me that, that I have adopted. And I feel like I'm still learning how to effectively, effectively use that strategy. Was that uncomfortable for you? Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, you think about it, I'm, it's like, I'm the old dog and I've been doing this for so long now. And I could have very easily said, whatever, I'm not going to learn a new skill. I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. 
And, um, and I realized that if I wanted to stay relevant in my business, I had to learn how to change. And so it was awkward. It was very awkward trying to figure out my new posting schedule. And I found myself going back to just this calendar, planning out my posts and planning what I was saying. And, and it took more time than before. So I was, yeah, it was a little uncomfortable at first. Yeah, and I hope what new coaches are hearing, all old coaches, all coaches everywhere are hearing is that, you know, change is uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, there is a discipline around that and some discomfort before you get to that sweet spot. But, um, you know, it's that rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, being curious, putting it in place, being patient. Uh, and that's the same for, for new coaches. So let's switch the gears a little bit right now, Mel, and talk about as you look at new coaches, um, what would you say, guys, here what, here's what you should focus on in order to get to create the greatest opportunity for success in your business? Sure. So I really do. And if I even can use, I'll use what I do to train my new coaches is I focus on number one, the coach's journey. So your story is your biggest asset in building your business. So having a story with a product or a program and Shakeology is like the base level. Any new coach, you know, if you're just starting out, this is your first national wake-up call. Or maybe you've gotten away from the business and you're coming back and saying, this is going to be my year. I'm going to re-engage and I'm going to make this I'm going to make this business work. It's I start with you first. That's the most important thing. Commit to doing a program from beginning to end. Commit to taking people on that public journey and share every single up and down and step along the way. And then the second thing that I always say for new coaches is, you know, is retailing. Getting starting and running effective challenge groups, setting a start date for a new challenge group every single month, setting the goal to and if and I always say this, if you are a slow and steady, uh, I just want to I just want to do the bare minimum, then I always say set your goal for success club five. But if you are somebody that really sees the opportunity and you want to make this work, then set it for SC10 or higher. Set a goal for getting five to 10 new customers into a challenge group every single month. And then create raving fans. Like make it your mission to say, I'm going to run the best challenge groups. I'm going to help my customers get the best support. I'm going to help them navigate that meal plan. Because if I can create success stories out of my customers, they're going to share the word with others. They're going to recommend people to me. It's going to give me credibility and it's going to help me to be able to go out there and market myself. And so once you get these challenge groups and and running these effective challenge groups under your belt and you know how to master that and you will become more efficient, then add on the level of growing a team. Because when you bring in your first coach into the organization, you're going to have to teach them how to run challenge groups, how to invite, how to follow up. And so you might as well use yourself as the guinea pig and say, I'm going to be the best that I can be so that I can teach the next person that's signing up with me. So I do say basics, running your challenge groups, then focusing on building your business. Uh, Another thing, too, is the book that I love that has really helped me kind of turbocharge, you know, my business and my coaches is the 10X Rule by Grant Cardone. That's a really good one if you want to say, how do I kind of blow this thing out of the water as soon as possible? And and I think the last thing for new coaches is to have a clearly defined why. You know, what does this business mean to you? How are you defining your success? 
and to know that it's okay if it's not the same thing as your upline or it's not the same thing as other people on social media that you follow. But saying, you know, every day when I sit down to do the vital behaviors, I'm doing it for this reason, whether it's your family or finances or your own fitness journey. But having that very clearly defined and even on a note card or as the screensaver of your desktop, that'll help keep you going when you do get objections or when you hit, you know, roadblocks or obstacles. So I think those are my basics that I would drill in for new coaches. Yeah, I mean, there was what you just said could be a call all in and of of itself. But one of the things you started with was this. It needs to start with you and with your journey and the sharing of that journey. And interestingly, we did a a study, a survey. We we pulled about four thousand of the of coaches across the board that were that were growing over time and we kept trying to find the smoking gun that golden vein of exactly what they were doing and and we didn't it, it was interesting the one thing we found was the regardless of how long they were in the business that is what they were doing they were in a program sharing their program consistently sharing their results and as we talked to them that was this piece that consistently just surfaced to the top. And that cannot be overlooked, that piece of you in a program, you sharing your results, regardless of where you are uh, with everyone else, because that becomes the attractor, that becomes the relate ability, that gives you the ability to then run effective groups and attract other people to you. Here, we're, we're running out of time here, Mel. We talked a little bit about the learning site is a little about about teams, but let's just jump to this last question. A couple last questions on this is a business of consistency. I don't think it's a business of being overly complicated, but of consistently and doing things correctly. How would you define consistency in this business? I feel like there's a few moving parts to defining consistency, but I would say that if I had to define it, it would be this idea of 24-7, whatever it takes. But purposeful. So when I talk about consistency, it's not, and so many people will sit down and work their Beachbody business and they will just be just scrolling the newsfeed and watching videos and, you know, watching what other coaches are doing. But this idea of consistency with purpose and, and my word for 2018 is intentional. So, and this kind of feeds right into this. So consistency with intentionally doing the right business activities. And so when I look at that, it is consistency with my invites every single day or measuring it weekly, consistently adding new, you know, adding new customers or, or new followers or new friends through my social media. It's consistency with the follow-ups. It's consistency at running challenge groups, at showing up in my challenge groups so that, you know, my customers can count on me and they know that I'm going to be there. It's consistency with drinking my Shakeology daily. It's my own personal journey and my workout. You know, it is the consistency and all of those moving parts of the of the business that actually are are what make this thing work. And um, and I'll tell you, I really do look at that. I've always looked at it, even from day one when I signed up to be a coach and I was working this business from my kitchen table of our townhouse and I was raising my babies. I looked at it as a business. And so I would schedule out my business hours. So even taking it a step further and your consistency in when you're going to build your business. 
I have a Google Calendar and a paper planner, and I block out this time to say, what are the activities that are going to produce the results as far as income and new customers and rank advancements? And I focus on that. And then over time, it is saying to myself, don't ever lose sight of those basics. Don't ever leave that square one. And as long as you always focus on the activities that build your personal business first, you will always continue to grow. And it's, you know, 365 days for the last six and a half years. And that really does create the compound effect that Darren Hardy talks about in his book. And it's just having that mindset of success is doing the unsexy, unbeautiful things every single day so that you can have the things that you want in the future. And so, um, you know, that, and I even look at consistency from showing up for my team, showing up for team calls, making sure that I'm hosting trainings for them. And so, you know, it did, it's not like I started all of this on day one, but as the more that you are consistent, the easier it gets, the more natural it becomes. And you will find that you will just naturally add the next layer of your business as you grow, but just Stay focused in those four vital behaviors and, and the basics and be consistent with that. And I promise you, it will it will start to add up. Yeah, and I think the key on this is, is someone might listen to this and go, yeah, but Mel, you're doing this, you know, full time, all the time type of a thing. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Keisha Fitzgerald on our Super Saturday video did a great job yesterday about talking about the power of part time as well. And, and, and to find the moments that, uh, you can, you can build your business. And yes, uh, you can do that consistently and correctly as well and see, and, and see where, where it builds. But it is that consistently. It's learning to do it correctly and obviously, uh, correctly over time. And you, you will, you will learn that. Um, and, and, and you said, if there's a quote that I just love, you talked about Darren Hardy talking about not doing the sexy thing. And there really is this. The successful people are willing to do those things that the unsuccessful aren't willing to do. It's not that they necessarily like them doing those things any more than the other guy. It's that they're willing to do them. And, um, they're as unsexy for everybody. But the successful are willing to do them. And that's what consistency looks like. So, coaches, um, just one last question, Mel, and we're going to wrap here. But um, six and a half years later, um, I mean, we've become dear friends and your family, Matt, dear friends. We can, can consider you be just right up there, uh, you know, with, with, with the best of, uh, of the best. But for you, how has Beachbody changed your family's life? Well, um, wow. You know, in, in so many ways, Beachbody has changed our life. And and I didn't come into the coaching business thinking that I would be where I am today. You know, I did, I really did come in. And on day one, when I filled out that getting started right sort of interview form, I wrote on there that I wanted to transform one person's life. And that that was what would, that was my definition of success as a new coach. It, there wasn't a dollar amount that was associated with that. But if I look over that journey and and as I realized the potential of this business and as I started to allow myself to say, okay, if if it's the sky's the limit, if anything is possible, what would I want to accomplish? And I set out to set out to make some of those things happen. I, I look over the past six and a half years and Beachbody has given our family some amazing opportunities. It's allowed us to have the flexibility to bring Matt home from a full-time job that we can co-run this business together that allows us to travel and do fun things as a family. It has allowed us to 
pay off all of our debt to help our children be um, set up for their future. And if they want to go to college, it's, it's allowed us to make some of the best friendships in the world that we would have never even had the opportunity to meet people if it wasn't for Beachbody. It, it's given us such great growth in leadership. It's allowed us to just look at the possibilities beyond just going to work and collecting a paycheck, but really doing something you're passionate about. And, and I look at what maybe what this business has done for our kids too, and that we are setting the example for our two boys that you can do anything that you put your mind to. And that if you want to follow your dreams, that, that you can do that and you can be successful. And, you know, Beachbody is, is an amazing company. And we're, we are right in line with the values and the mission and the vision that this company has. And, and we really feel blessed by, by all of you there at corporate and all of the coaches in the network. And we can't imagine anywhere else that we would want to be. We've just really grown as individuals in this process. Well, I just well stated, and thank you so much. And I just, again, I just want to congratulate you on being the elite, not, not only just an elite coach, but in the elite 10 and the top coach for four years running. And uh, you've touched so many lives. Uh, love how you do, how you do this and what you represent. And thank you for being willing to get on this call this morning and sharing. And um, again, people, if you want to just drop by for lunch, Mel's always available in Mars, Pennsylvania. So thank you so much, Mel. Thank you. Thanks so much. All right. Well, coaches, this has been a fun new format for us, um, this video format. And, of course, this will be on podcast. It will be available in a bunch of ways. But, you know, if I were to wrap this, you know, again, Melanie has given some great thoughts and some great insights from consistency, doing things correctly, from, from reinventing yourself. The top coach four years in a row having to reinvent and figure things, having to figure things out. Um, and this sense of the pride for who Beachbody is and aligning with, with values. Um, I, I'm not much of a Hollywood guy, but I was watching the Golden Globes last night and I was watching uh, the speech that Oprah gave. And I just thought it was this incredibly powerful speech. And there was a piece that I'll take out of context to apply, to apply for, for my own selfish personal reasons. But she was talking about the power of speaking your truth and that it's the most powerful thing that you've got. And as Mel shared, you know, she said the, the key thing that you have to have as a new coach is to develop that clarity, develop that vision, to develop that that passion and purpose of, of who you are. And I fully appreciate that it doesn't always come at once, but it can come and it's worth spending some time on. But if you have that truth, that piece that you feel so passionately about, and if Beachbody plays a role with that, which you're on this call, so my assumption is that it does, is that you then speak that truth, that you be proud of that, that you be courageous about that, that you be unrelentless about that, and that you be unapologetic about that in, in your inviting and in your sharing. Because if it's part of your truth and you feel strongly about that and helping people and being willing to partner with them and not just get them started, but to, to journey with them and to get them across the finish line, then, then this is something that can be wildly, and as Carl likes to use this word, Stunningly, I love that word, stunningly rewarding in your lives in all of the ways that Mel just said. But here's what I found is that purpose just doesn't happen to you. You just don't sit down and just write it out. Where your purpose is defined and refined and where you gain clarity with it is through action. That's where it gets real. 
So yes, you need to get started with this sense, maybe putting on paper, but then you need to start. You need to go out and it will come clearer as you act. Where does that opportunity present itself right now? This 80-day obsession opportunity that is taking the network and that is spreading like wildfire, you need to be aligning with that. That is the wind at your back. That's where you've got to draft off of it. If there are people out there that you know, that you feel, that are speaking to you saying, man, I could help my brother-in-law. I could help that neighbor. I could help that coworker. They could benefit from this and learn and grow and develop then this is the last few days, the last opportunities to help them take advantage of an opportunity to get fit, to be part of something, and to really go after and accomplish um, what they are looking for in their lives. And you get to be part of that. So coaches, let's make this a strong week. This is the national wake-up call. It's to wake you up to action and to contribution and to change and to creating results and offering solutions. That's what we do. With that, coaches, thank you. And again, thanks to Mel and Sandy. I don't know how to get off this call right now, uh, but thank you to everybody.